Season 2, Episode 23, Different Hard Drive Types. Alright, this is really important to understand when you are wanting to buy a music production computer because the current state of the industry is we kind of still need that solid state hard drive for our main operating system drive where we're, we're, you know, we're installing Windows or, uh, you know, installing FL Studio, installing our, um, you know, plugins, stuff like that. You know, typically that goes on the C drive for that fast performance. Everything's quick to load. But when it comes to our larger files, for example, like really, really big VSTs or, um, let's say you you have like a music library that you like to personally listen to or for me like if i create uh videos and, and courses like you know that stuff's a bit bigger i offload that onto like the mechanical hard drive it doesn't need to be on the expensive solid state drive all right so i'm going to talk to you about solid state drives mechanical drives and some things to know that i've learned over the years and before we get into it, definitely check out my free book I have for you. It's called Five Keys to a Successful Beat. It's going to teach you valuable tips all from an FL Studio producer's point of view. To download it, you can just go to itsgratuitous.com forward slash five keys. Again, don't forget to check out the website. I understand a lot of you guys like this podcast or you listen to it, but visit the website. It's gratuitous.com. That's where I release my videos, articles, books, courses, and there's also lessons on there too if you're looking for some lessons. Now, let's talk about hard drives, okay? So I want to talk about a mechanical hard drive before we talk about a solid state. A solid state drive is newer. Obviously, yes, it's it's faster, but it is more expensive. And I believe that the cap right now is at like two terabytes. So you can't really buy a solid state drive bigger than two terabytes. I did see like a brand for like four terabytes, but there wasn't too many, okay? So about two terabytes is like the max. And so that's why we're kind of having to balance the solid state for the main operating system, and then a hard drive for our kind of other files that aren't priority, that we don't really need to load fast. In my computer, I built a custom music production computer, and if you've been following for a bit, I've had this computer since about 2017. I had a video showing how I built it. I, I picked all the custom parts, and it also is an acoustically treated case because with music production, silence is so important with your computer. So I had a Western Digital Blue for my hard drive. Now, there's two main brands. There's Western Digital and Seagate. There's also Toshiba in there as well. I like the way how Western Digital approaches selling their hard drives is, is they just color code them. And each color uh, signifies what it's for. For example, some hard drives could be for surveillance systems, right? Cameras that are continually always writing. Some are for a NAS, uh, a network attached storage. That color, I think, is red. I think. Oh, also the surveillance one, I think, was purple. But then there is the black, which is like their performance, kind of like gaming, but it's loud. There's also the Western Digital Blue, which is a slower drive, less warranty. That's what I had previously, and I really, really liked it. Selecting the right mechanical hard drive is very important for music production, and essentially just even using your computer because again are you using it for the surveillance system are you using it for network attached storage because those types of hard drives can be loud they can actually be clicking okay so my current state because i upgraded to a mechanical hard drive i upgraded to a western digital black the problem with it is that it's just loud it works really good it's a 7200 rpm which means it spins quite fast and that's what i'm hearing even in an acoustically treated computer case and so it's kind of annoying now you're not going to hear it in this podcast even though the microphone is about i'd say three three or four feet from my computer but what i'm trying to say is that you know it's loud and i don't like that 
Now, when you are purchasing a better hard drive, such as like the black, I believe the warranty is better. And so, you know, the company is essentially saying, we believe this hard drive is built better. It's meant to last longer. Now, the Western Digital Blue, I believe it has a less warranty, which means, you know, the company is saying that they don't really stand behind it as well as, let's say, you know, one of the other products with a longer warranty. But the Western Digital Blue, why I liked it was, again, it was a 5,400 RPM hard disk, you know, a disk that spins because, you know, that's that's what it is. That's what the old hard drives were. They spin and they're loud. Now, the 5400, I never heard at all. I had a great experience with it. Again, it just kind of went to sleep sometimes. So, for example, if I was in FL Studio and I clicked on a sound, sometimes it would take an extra second or two. I guess it would spin up, then it would load the sound. And then from that point on, clicking sounds was all super, super fast. Everything was good. It was just kind of like that brief moment where, you know, I clicked. And I really do think it was maybe just a setting within the hard drive that I believe in Windows, I probably could have just made it. 100% always alive kind of thing, like not go to sleep. Now, Western Digital also has like a green drive that's supposedly for like just like storage and stuff like that. Um, but again, like when you, if you go to Seagate and Toshiba, they all have like their different product lines. All right. So what I want to say essentially is for our main hard drive, we're going to be using a solid state, which I'll talk about in just, in just a second. But for that backup drive, you know, that we are offloading a lot of things such as like, you know, our, our big VSTs. And one thing I do want to say about that is when it comes to our VSTs and our sounds, I always like things to be super, super lightweight. And one thing that I got caught on with Gearlust is East-West Sounds, all right? So East-West Sounds creates a extremely high quality sounds, but in my opinion, they're really catered towards film, right? Like, you know, film music. The one product I purchased from them was like 40 gigabytes. And I believe you can get like a gold, silver, and like a platinum or like they have like these different tiers where like you can go from like 40 gigabytes to 80 gigabytes, to like 120 gigabytes just for one plugin. And to me, like that is huge. And the problem is, is like you always have to bring that around with you. And so that one plugin I purchased from East West Sounds is bigger than all of my sounds together. Yes, this includes VSTs and one-shot drum samples. So just being wise with your sounds, you know, the sounds that you're always bringing in, and, and I mean sounds as in, yes, your drum kits, but also, you know, your virtual instruments, as well as your VSTs, you know, your, your effects, because you don't want to always be heavy, right? You know, the heavier your, your, your files are, the bigger the hard drive has to be, and all that stuff. If you keep things simple, and yes, you still want to get high quality stuff, but you don't need to be getting like these huge libraries. Like it's just not worth it in my opinion. Okay, so now let's talk about solid state hard drives. So again, the current state of the industry is just a solid state hard drive. It's just quite expensive for the size that you're getting. Now, when it comes to a solid state hard drive, what kind of sucks is I believe it's kind of capped at like two terabytes. And I saw a brand out there that is offering four terabytes, but generally like two terabytes is like the max you're going to get. So that kind of leaves us having to buy two hard drives, right? We want that solid state hard drive for the main operating system, things like Windows, if you use Windows, FL Studio, you know, your VSTs and all that kind of stuff. It all goes onto the solid state hard drive so that when you open them up, they load very, very quick. When you turn on your computer, it loads very, very quick. A solid state hard drive, what makes it so beneficial is that there's no moving parts. So even in that blue, Western Digital Blue, the mechanical, the 5400 RPM, you know, even though it spins slower, 
it still vibrates, right? You know, there's still just noise. Like even if you're not really hearing it, it's still generating noise. A solid state hard drive does not. And that's why it's so awesome, right? In addition, they're super, super fast. Now, when it comes to solid state drives, they have been around for quite a while now. So they're still pretty new to the industry and the prices have come down, but they're still pretty expensive. Now, when they first came out, they came out with like a little rectangle version, okay? And it was like SATA. And so what that means is that you just plug it into the mother motherboard through a cable. And again, but you are getting that quietness and fast speed. And for music production, you know, we've always been even using a mechanical hard drive. So mechanical hard drives are sufficient for music production because typically everything is based off of your CPU, off of your RAM, stuff like that. Okay, not so much like the hard drive. And so any solid state hard drive you get for music production is going to give you an amazing experience. The biggest hindrance of a solid state hard drive is just the capacity, how much stuff you can store on that solid state drive. Because if I had a choice, I would really like to just buy like a four or, or eight terabyte solid state drive that isn't like five or six hundred dollars. Right. And use only one hard drive. So that, in other words, everything would be super fast on the computer. But again, the industry isn't really like that. So again, the solid state hard drive, we are installing all our main files on. And then the mechanical drive, we are offloading things that we don't want to store on the solid state, such as if you have like a music library that you just like to listen to. Or for example, if I create courses and like there's tons of videos, right? So those can be quite big on file size. So I, I don't put those on the solid state. So again, there's the square solid state hard drive. And that's what really first came out. Now, there's a new form factor and it's actually been around for quite a while. It's like the uh, bubble gum stick form factor. I believe it's called M.2. But you got to be quite careful here because in the M.2 form factor, and it again, it literally looks like a piece of bubble gum, like, you know, if Juicy Fruit, when you used to pull out the little stick, it had like the little tinfoil wrapper. It's literally like that big in size. So it's super, super small. And so there is a SATA version of these M.2 form factors. There's also an NVMe. The SATA version is the slower version. The NVMe is the faster version. But at the end of the day, you are still getting great performance compared to a hard mechanical hard drive. But if you have a choice, you would probably want the NVMe for the speed, right? You know, if you're going to be paying that price anyways. And the really, really high performance ones even have like heat sinks on them. So if you're really doing heavy file transfers or like maybe heavy video editing or whatever, to really cause it to run hard, they even have heat sinks on them nowadays. So, but anyway, so that's this episode about hard drives. I mainly wanted to talk to you about the mechanical hard drive because, hey, that's kind of the way the industry is still right now. We still need a mechanical drive for offloading a lot of these files that we don't want on the solid state. I am not too happy with the Western Digital Black just because of its loud. Now, in terms of performance, it's great. If you were going to be using it for, you know, whatever, for anything else, that's fine. But in studio use, I find that the 7200 is a bit loud. Now, I don't know if that's so much just Western Digital Black or just the fact that it's a 7200 RPM hard drive. So when I had the 5400 Western Digital Blue, I was super happy with it. Um, just went to sleep. As soon as I would click a sound, I'd wait a second or two. Once it was up and running, it was good for as long as I was using the computer. Um, but I'm sure, again, there was a setting to turn off sleep mode, essentially, for the hard drive. For the solid state hard drive, again, it doesn't make noise. Super, super fast. The very first versions of them were like the little squares. And you can honestly just buy one of those and save some money. 
and you're still going to get an amazing experience because it's way faster than um, a mechanical hard drive. Hopefully we see some changes in the industry here soon that a solid state hard drive comes in a larger format at a little bit more of an affordable price. It would just make life way easier because when I, you know, when I was younger, when I was using a computer, you know, when um, I just remember everything was just one hard drive. It was just simple. Everything was easy for backup purposes. Everything was just one drive. As soon as the two drives get split up, kind of gets a little bit trickier when it comes to backing up your files, file management, where to put files. Um, and that's just what I have um, felt over the years. So... Uh, I hope that helps. If you guys ever have questions about purchasing a music production computer, always feel free to reach out. Uh, the biggest thing that FL Studio says is you want to be purchasing a CPU with a fast single core speed. And nowadays, a lot of these CPUs, they have multiple cores. So I'm running on four cores right now, but th they have like eight, 12 cores. I think there's even like 16 cores and obviously getting more expensive. All right, so I hope this saves you some money out there. If you have to purchase a new hard drive or if you're in the middle of purchasing a music production computer, it's kind of just the way the industry is right now. But I hope that allows you to make a wise choice to have a nice, quiet computer that you enjoy because um, I hear noise and it's not very enjoyable. So uh, that's it for this episode. Again, definitely check out my website. It's gratuitous.com. That's where all the tutorials are, all the books, all the courses. And again, if you're looking for some lessons, you guys can do that too. Don't forget about my free book I've written for you guys. It's for FL Studio producers. Just go to itsgratuitous.com forward slash five keys. The book is called Five Keys to a Successful Beat. So simple, it becomes creative. The book is all about teaching you guys that music production doesn't have to be hard. It's actually quite simple, but people make it very intense. One thing I'll tell you guys is I have been involved in quite a few different industries in my life so far. And in the music industry, people, they really think they're like super, super smart. And the thing is, I understand there's a lot to know within music production, but it doesn't have to be super intense. All right. The biggest thing is learning how to make a beat. And if you let the knowledge overcome that, it's not going to be fun. Okay. Making a beat is not something everybody can do. You want to get to the point where you can make a beat. It doesn't matter, you know, when it comes to, oh, is this the best limiter? Or, oh, is that the best limiter? And when it comes to the limiter, like even I was reading the the, the help manual of FabFilters Pro L2, and I want to read more about the advanced sections, such as like when it comes to uh, the look ahead, the attack, the release, right? Like how do these really affect our audio? And uh, I will sure let you guys know in time coming, but as you can see that that stuff's so intense, you have to read. It's really, really, you know, it's overwhelming and everyone just wants to sit down, make the beat and have fun and, and produce the highest possible quality without getting super nerdy. And like I said, it's really easy to be overcome and think that you need all this knowledge. Now you need a lot of knowledge to become a good music producer. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is if you were letting the knowledge overtake your enjoyment and you still don't really know how to make a good beat yet you need to learn to make a good beat and then it all comes into play and it's still fun okay so i'll talk to you guys in the next episode <laughs>